What is the marketing strategy to take someone from a piece of content to an email subscriber to a really good quality lead that actually opens your emails, clicks on your links and actually wants to book in for a call? Well, my today's guest is going to tell you exactly how to do that. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday, hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. My guest today is Andre Zinkevich, and he's the host of the System B2B Marketing Show. And uh, he lives by two philosophies, quality over quantity and strategy and process before tactics and growth hacks. Now, what I mentioned before, I preface this episode, uh, this is going to be a really good episode if you're you know, not really sure how to get the right leads into your funnel through email specifically, and then what to do to take that person who doesn't really know you into someone who's really interested to book in a call with you. A little bit about my guest today, Andre. He's giving me a little short and sweet bio, but he's a badass, basically. He's, he's young like me, um, and he's, he's a he's multiple co-founder, basically. He's got co-founder of FullFunnel.io, co-founder of IRO, IRO, ROIplan.io. He lives and breathes B2B marketing since 2007, and he's the author of the best-selling book, LinkedIn Outbound Marketing. It's a really good episode today. I highly encourage you to listen to all the way through. He teaches with story as well, so it's going to make this entertaining. And uh, a little of a side note, a little of a personal note. So he's half Ukrainian, and uh, I'm actually full Ukrainian on my background. So um, it was good to connect with him, good to chat with him, um, someone from the same country. <laughs> Anyway, not quite, but it was good to chat with Andre and hope you enjoy my conversation today with Andre. Hey, welcome back. This is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Andre Zikovich and he's the host of the System B2B Marketing Show. He is an expert in B2B marketing. He loves to use storytelling in his campaigns, especially in the nurture campaigns. Um, we, we've got a bunch of different stuff. He's a real expert in this topic. So Andre, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me today. We'll absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So would you mind uh, introducing yourself to my audience a little bit? Like what's what's the bit of a backstory? How did you get from where you were maybe like, I don't know, five, 10 years ago to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> my story, I will share my story pretty quick. So I live and press B2B marketing since 2007. I started as a sales rep at uh, Kimberly Clark Corporation. And uh, I was always uh, thinking about a great career in like in enterprise business, you know, but yep. uh, eight years later, I switched to my own journey. So I started a local consultancy. This, this company is called Advice. So I'm running it for eight years. And uh, initially it was my 
consulting company, but nowadays it's just a small boutique inbound marketing agency. And that was that was my story. I uh, I was born, you know, I was born in Ukraine. I'm half Polish, half Ukrainian, and yep. this is funny because uh, you are like a mix of two different cultures, you know. That's right. And, <laughs> yeah, it always helps to like. It's like being. Uh, right brand and left brand <laughs> in Europe, you know, because these are two different cultures, Catholics and uh, Orthodox uh, Christians. So <laughs> that's um, that. Uh, that's uh, actually how uh, I use, you know, my I, I use the same approach in marketing. I feel that you can't just uh, rely on data or being you know heavily investing your time uh, on data or like being just 100% creative so that's that's just a little bit of my background yeah yeah it's actually a really good point how you said you got to use both sides the, the data and the creative side um you know one thing i just started introducing uh, i think i'm just going to do this straightforward with my clients is like after 2 months uh we let so i'm an email copywriter we let we let the uh the emails come through, let the people opt in. And then we you come back and we look at the data. Like we see how can we change? So I thought like, okay, what subject line is, is hitting it and which ones are bombing it and how can we get a better response? So yeah, really curious to hear how, what, what's your sort of framework or methodology for, for like you said, combining both the data and the creative so you can get like some sales for your clients. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great question. Basically uh, what I usually do, for my companies, for our clients, we always start with client's research. And it means that we need, uh, you know, just a full step, step back from the, let's say, content side and move to towards the marketing strategy. First of all, um, in B2B marketing, I believe in niche speci- specialization. So it yep. means that you should be a niche focused company you should be expert in one particular vertical or industry if you will and basically your marketing message should be tailored to this particular vertical to your ideal customers and uh, our next step is hosting in-depth customers interviews with the best customers from that vertical your goal is to understand the decision making process the research process mm-hmm. what influences their decisions you know how do they do the research what kind of information do they consume during the research if they have a buying committee you know what usually what content these uh, people require from you what decision makers you know want to see if they are considering your services or products and this is critical so this is the data that uh, gives us a pretty good understanding of what influences our customers but at the same time we know the let's say inevitable marketing rule that people buy from people they know like and trust and at the same time, people buy from stories. That's uh, not just, yeah. uh, unfortunately, we can't prove this fact, but everybody knows it. I mean, yeah, we can't works. prove it, you know, like scientifically, but everybody knows it. And that's, that's the truth. So basically, if I want to sell in a way, like, not in a pushy way, not like uh, we can see, you know, the examples in Boiler Room or Wolf from the Wall Street movies. But <laughs> if we want customers to buy our products, basically we need to share the stories that 
uh, resonate with them, that gives uh, that give a pretty good understanding of uh, whether your product or service prints. And this is how now we can use that data and put into creative frameworks into this, let's say, a sort of this storytelling. And this is how I combine uh, yeah. both. Yeah, yeah, Andre. Like, I'm just smiling because and nodding my head because you know that for my audience, that is exactly how I would do it as well. You know, best research, primary research are the best customers. People have had that success, and then, like you said, you know, like not just also figuring out like their wins, but what was the decision making process before they decided to sign? Like, why did they trust you? Why did they decide to go with you? What maybe what were they maybe not so sure about? before going ahead and why maybe they had to do more research. Like I just doing a lot, I love doing that sort of stuff too. And when you say you create these campaigns for your clients, I know you've got multiple different businesses. Um, what media do you like to use? Uh, is it, did you use multiple different medias or do you focus on one and then you slowly grow and then build up from there? <clears throat> I hate, I hate this answer, but it really depends. Yeah. Again- go for it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we need to host these in-depth interviews because, you know, quite often, just to give you an example, I remember I was working with a company that's, uh, produ- uh, that is producing plumber systems, you know, and it was like seven years ago. And uh, one day I got an email from uh, CEO of that company and he was like, and you can imagine they are selling it to like uh, plumber stores, you know, this uh, sort of DIY supermarkets, etc. And yeah. one day uh, the CEO of that company emailed me and asked the question like, what do you think of a launch and add on Instagram? And I'm like, how, like, what's going on? How did you come up with that idea? Who told yeah. you to do this? And he was like, well, you know, I just watched a webinar about Instagram, about the, you know, uh, like seven years ago, it was Instagram boom. And people yeah. were like, wow, this is a new platform. We need to heavily focus on it. And <laughs> this is obviously not true. You need to understand where your target audience hands yeah. out. And that's the goal of this customer research. So basically during the research, there is a group of questions where I ask, like, for example, I if if I were interviewing you, I'd ask like Julian, what's uh, like uh, what social media you use every day? Like, where do you hang yeah. out? And you say, okay, LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, I, I only hang I'm out like, on LinkedIn. Yeah, so then I'd I'd follow up. Can you please uh, share with me some good communities on LinkedIn? Uh, And can you please share with me some people you are following day by day so you believe they deliver value, you know? And this is how I start diving deeply into the platform. So now I have the communities I should be an active member. Now I know like uh, people who like my best clients are following and maybe I can invite them to my podcast, you know, or to virtual events or do some sort of collaboration or at least engaging with their content, you know, providing meaningful comments. So I'm uh, potentially, I I might be seen by my target audience. And this is how I'm doing this uh, research. And that's it. So the rules are the same for LinkedIn, for Facebook, for Twitter. It doesn't matter matter for Reddit, you know. Uh, So you have like probably a little bit different algorithm on these platforms, but the rules of engaging, you know, are the same. So to answer your question, you need to not be biased, you know, with the, like with the data, because 
Nowadays, you can read about growth on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, etc. But the truth is, we need to ask our clients where they are hanging out and focus on that platform. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like that answer. So, and just and just to clarify, you said to do your own research, you would say you would go look at the influences that your so the clients that you're doing research for, you will go out and seek out the influences that they follow. And then you go to their posts, check out their posts. What are they talking about? And then did you say that you, if, if it's, if it's right timing, you might actually interview those people on your show just to get even more info on that person. Is that, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and okay. So what has been the result of say of doing that? Cause someone might be listening, thinking, you know, Oh, it's a big, a lot of effort, but I, I want you to sort of just courage and maybe give me some hope that, you know, you go the extra mile and you can get some brilliant results out of it. So uh, basically uh, you can like, let me, uh, let me go practically. First sure. of all, like, when we are doing this customer research and basically I ask you about the platform and you and you say that, okay, I'm like an active member of LinkedIn. Then mm-hmm. I ask you about the people who you are following. And my next steps are, so my next step uh, is engaging with these people. And basically uh, the goal, um, like potentially being seen by my audience. And if there is an opportunity, let's say like you are running the podcast, I can invite them to my shop. Not like, not immediately, but basically you should. Uh, and just to give you a practical idea, mm-hmm. uh, there is one rule I have learned the hard way. So it's called one nine ninety which means that on any given platform, you'll have 90% of people who are lurkers. You know, these are people who might consume the content, but they never engage. They never, ne- never show up. They never comment, etc. Then you have like 9% of people who are occasional, you know, like let's say members, they, type, they time to time, they can leave a comment, you know, share your post or whatever, or send you a private message. And there is 1% of an, uh, like of active audience. And your goal, you like, you know, when you know this rule, you can easily become that 1%. And just believe me, maybe we are not talking about people like Gary Vee, but if I'm talking about, let's say, micro-influencers on LinkedIn, you know, people who have 20K followers, yeah. etc. You can easily uh, be noticed by these people, you know, and then the next obviously step would be inviting them. And in most cases, you'll get a positive reply. So just in my case, when I started my podcast, I had people like Kieran Flanagan, who is VP of marketing at HubSpot. So obviously HubSpot has my target audience. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Hines, who is like one of the most famous B2B marketers in the world. Uh, Gaetano Dinardi, who was uh, VP of marketing at Sales Hacker at that moment. So you can see, and that was exactly because I was following the framework I just shared with you. And now the goal of these interviews. So you have, if you need to, you know, to accomplish your market research, you have like multiple opportunities uh, when interviewing these people. You don't, again, just think uh, about this opportunity to learn, uh, about this opportunity to learn more about your target market. So you have a chance of talking to your, like 
target person for 30 minutes. You don't need to come up with questions like, hey, Kieran, you know, like, uh, tell me how it's, uh, how it's going at HubSpot. You know, nobody cares about it. And basically, uh, you want you won't get anything from that reply. But basically what I'd ask him like, Kieran, let's pretend the other day uh, you get, uh, you receive an offer from a company, like let's say my client's business. Yeah. Let's say this like um, <laughs> company that produces plumbering systems. Yeah. So if you were like VP of marketing of that company, what should be your first steps or how are you going or how do you promote that business? You know, or how you'd grow that business. And basically then you dive deeply and uh, more or less, it seems that you get an external consultation and external advice and you have like fantastic ideas what you can you know implement for your own business for your clients etc so what i was always thinking okay i have ongoing project i have a, like a, a current client yep. and i have some like uh, i have some ideas i want to try and basically i have uh, i have a new guest a new expert who can share, you know, some ideas. And I come up and basically treat this opportunity as uh, getting this external advice. And this is how you can leverage it. Yeah, absolutely awesome. So you, uh, like you said, so your framework is let's pretend and then the blank is a typical problem for your client. And then you'd say, how would you solve X? And then that's like filling yes. in the blank for that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really, really interesting. And, and that's what you've done to just, you know, if you haven't been 100%, like you've maybe got a few ideas and you just want to nail what would the top most credible person do and then that influences your decision to move forward? Uh, so uh, just to, to, to give you an idea, uh, like uh, if, the, if that person, uh, let, me, uh, let me just uh, ask you again. So yeah. Uh, so we can just uh, we can this. edit it's all good yeah, yeah so uh, would you like to hear how like this person can motivate the decision making process or probably I didn't get the question correctly oh okay yes yeah, so, so I was just asking like so you pretty much asked this uh, like let's um, imagine this sort of question then you mentioned before how you've got a few different ideas on how you might tackle that client campaign or something mm -hmm. but then you use this information to then be certain and you're like okay the idea idea number one that was the one to go forward with i'm going to use his, his advice and go with that. That, that that's basically what i was, what I was just asking oh, okay okay yeah absolutely so now you have a list of ideas and it's up to you you know like uh, you can again like this person will never dive deeply into the business but your goal is to get this, let's say, direction, you know, like, okay, these are the ideas I can implement. And now you uh, you need to put these ideas into like your client's silos, you know, into your client's uh, business. And this is how this is how you can move forward. And the best part, what, uh, what I love about this approach is that now you have a bunch of content that you can use for your personal branding, and at the same time, you if you are not like, let's say, a creative person, if you are not like a good writer, which from my point of view is not true, everybody can learn how to write. It's yeah. just a matter of uh, practice. But 
let's say if you don't have a time and quite often i hear this from busy executives you know yes. they are complaining like i'm all in management uh, sales marketing etc so i don't have time for this but now you can simply repurpose this content you know you can simply transcribe your episodes you can just hire a freelancer who will cut you know uh, uh, or create short videos from these conversations that you can post on LinkedIn and you can just simply pick up some interesting ideas from these episodes and that's it. And now you have stories. And the simple framework for creating that story, you know, like the other day I had a chat, let's say with Julian and I asked him a question like, Julian, if you, like if you were a CMO at this like manufacturing oh. company, you know, like what should you do? And this is what he told me. And then you just create, and this, you know, it's, it, it looks, it, it sounds really simple, correct? Yeah. So yeah. And now you have a good story and you don't need to be a creative writer for this. So you just use your external uh, advice, your, you know, your guests expertise. Okay. So can I flip the question on you then? I really want to do this now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's pretend um, you're, you're like, you're a business to business. So you're in that business, business space. Let's just say you're like beginning to, but let's pretend you're beginning to intermediate, you know, maybe like a thousand to 2000 people on your email list maybe just doing 50 to hundred K like that sort of thing. Like what would be some, some, what would be some big mistakes looking back? Uh, okay. Let's just pretend you're, you're really far ahead, but we're looking back at your past. Like what are those big mistakes? Some of those people would be making in their marketing in that sort of beginning to intermediate stage. <laughs> but I, I can share with you even a practical example. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Go uh, for it. Uh, when I was like running advice company, you know, when I started that that company, I was like, I I found somehow Noah Kagan's blog, which is ogdork.com. Kagan's blog uh, is that what it's called? Noah Kagan, Noah Kagan, who is CEO at Absumaandsuma.com. Oh, yep. Uh, so he was running, you know, this were the early days of Absuma. And he just had this blog called okdork.com. And uh, I found a guy from Backlink, Brian Dean, who was writing about search engine optimization. And they were telling something, uh, they were like saying, uh, they were talking about growing email list and they thought like, you need to have content upgrades. This is basically, you know, you have your like some guides or like step-by-step -step articles. And then you need to create like some additional content that you can, uh, that is very relevant for people who are reading particular, you know, piece of content. And you can ask for the email to share this like additional content. So you can create a checklist, you know, for a step-by-step -step article or share some templates etc so i was like wow at that time i had like around such a very good articles on my blog and i had uh, like around 10k unique visitors per month that came organically and i was thinking like well this totally makes sense and what uh, i was doing i like i created a content upgrade for every single article and just in two years, you can imagine, I started from scratch and in two years, I grew organically my email list from zero to 
20k subscribers. <laughs> yeah, but so what happened? Yeah, but what's happened next? So I was like, okay, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm uh, I'm doing consultancy, but I wanted to, like to somehow productize my knowledge. So I created the first course and people were not buying, you know? And when I had a so-called launch, you know, this promotional warming up and then promotional sequence, I saw like a huge spike in unsubscribes, etc. And people were complaining like, what are you saying, you know, what are you selling to me, etc. And I'm like, what's going on? So basically, I didn't pay, you know, for like getting these people on my email list. So basically, they signed up organically. But mm -hmm. this is what I learned. Uh, when people like, Email subscriber doesn't mean lead. And this is one of the most common mistakes marketers are doing in B2B marketing. So they try to get the content, you know, ebooks, webinars, slides, or whatever, these content upgrades. And then they are sending this data to sales. And obviously, sales people, you know, follow up these email subscribers and people like, <laughs> why do you yeah. want to have a call with me? I have no intent to buy, you know, and the same is here. So that was a huge mistake. And basically what I did, I had no idea who are these people. So basically it was like, you know, the money is on email list. You just need to have lots of people on email list. Then mm -hmm. just, you know, play the game of numbers, send emails, and basically just some percentage of this email list will buy. And the truth is, this is something that I learned the hard way. You need to have people who are really interested in getting your emails you know and what i was doing next so i created a qualification form and i sent like uh i created a sequence of three emails and i was sending like that was i was like uh saying you know frankly to the people who were on my list i was saying like okay so like i don't know you and mm -hmm. now I want to be, uh, I want to be honest. So I'm recreating my email newsletter and this will be dedicated. So I'm mentioning my target audience, like B2B companies, tech and service based with long and complex sales cycles. The best roles for this newsletter would be head of growth, chief marketing officer, CEO, and maybe head of sales. I'm going to talk about these topics, yep. you know, time to time, I'm going to promote these types of products. I'm thinking that would be valuable for you. And now your turn. So if you want to get an email newsletter from me, you know, if you want to still to get this communication, then this is a new subscription form, which is go as, you know, yeah, again, new list basically. Yeah. So I just send it and I was asking not just for email. I asked about their job role, about the industry, team size, etc. And that's it. So <clears throat> from these 20 Ks, I got just around 5K. So like- uh, That's still pretty good. Yeah, they stayed. But basically it was like the best ever decision I made in the past. So now I knew exactly who were these people. And now I was serving them the right way. And basically I had, after that point, I have never had issues with, you know, with like getting new inbound inquiries because I have never done any outbound activity for my companies, you know, we always had in, and we always uh, relied on organic, you know, inbound uh, yeah. lead.
And that's basically to answer your question. So what if, if, if I, uh, well, if I were at that situation, so basically I'd started with segmentation and learning more about my target audience. And basically uh, I'd got rid of people who are bad fit for. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to unpack in that story. So, and just to clarify for my audience, the cliff notes was that he did everything he's supposed to do. He created, uh, Andre created the blog lots of different uh, articles you created content upgrades which is just what the seo experts told him to do it worked you got over 20k subscribers in but you know when it came to actually selling stuff and promoting stuff these were a lot of freebie seekers who were coming onto his list and it, they're not the same as people coming with the intent to buy from say like a product like with, when they buy a product the buyer's a buyer's a buyer um not the same quality of an email so uh, you're like you just got me curious now, how do you then build your list today and qualify people to be the right person onto your list now if they don't buy a product? Yes. So that's a great question. Basically, we have uh, multiple, let's say, multiple points where people can sign up to the email list. But just to give you an idea, so the core qualification are, let's say, our ebooks, and um, uh, we have some of the ebooks, uh, but I'm going to uh, get rid of them as well. Yep. So, but, but anyway, so we have these ebooks, and uh, we have a key uh, email course, which is called Full Funnel B2B Marketing. And uh, on every blog post, you can see a banner which is leading you to landing page. Again, it goes, uh, it goes against you know, the traditional rules of list building because people need to click the button and sign up immediately. But at the same time, we have content upgrades as well. And so what I'm doing right now, when mm-hmm. you click, let's say you are visiting, you are reading my article on ideal customer profile and you see like, okay, I, you see this call to action, download ICP template. And you click that button. Now you see the pop-up and this pop-up, first of all, asks a question, what's your job role? And we have to at least to segment them somehow, you know, segment executives from marketers. So it's like CEO or marketer. Then you click, okay, marketer. And now we have a tag applied to you. And then I ask like, where should I send this uh, content upgrade? Uh, you leave your email and now you are redirected to a thank you page where I say that you'll, you'll get an email from me. And so basically I promote this key full final B2B marketing course. So you can sign up. And when, when you are signing up to that course, you'll need to fill in this longer uh, sign up form where I ask about job role, team size, yeah. industry, yeah. etc. And this is how I get the necessary data. Next. Uh, you'll get an email from me. And this is a very sincere email where I say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about in my newsletter. And you have two opportunities. Basically, link number one, click this link and you'll be subscribed to my newsletter. And link number two, you'll, again, you'll get the content upgrade you sign up for, but you won't be subscribed to my newsletter. And that's it. So people who are not interested, they click, you know, they receive a content upgrade, but they're immediately they're excluded from the email list. And that's, you know, you don't need to have people who don't want to hear from you. Okay. So, so you're giving people a way out basically. And then you just, you're 
purposely making them jump through lots of hoops so that there's no disconnect when you're sending them a message. It's like, I sign up for this. I want this. Um, and I'm happy to hear from you basically. Yes, absolutely. And now I'm working again on this is uh, something that I'm doing every six months. Uh, I'm refining the nurturing sequence to so I apply progressive profiling techniques, you know, to learn more about their needs, interests, etc. And then this is how we can identify the hot prospects, you know, the companies that fit our ideal customer profile. And then yeah. I start start manually, you know, following up them, uh, connecting with them on LinkedIn, you know, starting engaging with their content, you know, and very, trying very to build a relationship. And so, yeah, so go and personally. At the same time, if I know that, let's say, you are an active LinkedIn member, as you mentioned, I will send you an invite, like, let's connect on LinkedIn. And now that's a new, you know, platform where we can stay in touch. If you're an active member of Twitter, this is something, again, I was like, I had Twitter account for eight years, but never used it, <laughs> but actually yeah. started my Twitter journey, like, uh, this month. And on Facebook, I have a pretty active community, which is called B2B Marketers and Founders. And if you, if you'll say, okay, I'm an active Facebook member, you I, I will send you an email inviting you to join that community and you can see this is how we can build this relationship to stay in touch on different platforms and uh, the best part about it you know now you have like uh, lots of clicks so you click this link you click this link and this is something if you uh, if you had an opportunity to read uh, the book called uh, Hooked by Near Ale and I'm not. This is What's it, who's it by sorry uh, hooked, so it's called hooked yep. near L. And uh, basically, he was sharing, you know, the algorithms how they were working. Uh, in uh, he was like one of the earliest engineers in Facebook, and he was okay. sharing, you know, how yeah, so how they how to get people uh, hooked, build <laughs> that platform addiction, you know, how they were working. <laughs> <laughs> on that addiction but basically it's really interesting because uh you know like psychologically uh, when people are used to click the links you know and receive this communication from you then it's like it's totally fine they treat you know of course if you are like if you are not relevant to them they will unsubscribe at one point and that's totally fine but more or less it's good you know like thinking about promoting your content you know people say okay you need to have a mail list because then you'll send a uh, let's say a newsletter and then you'll have this let's say lots of clicks people are visiting your website etc but the truth is if like people are not used to click the links in your emails you know they will simply ignore it or they will say okay Very i will true. read this on on next weekend and you know and you know it will never happen <laughs> so, yeah so, so you're, you're training them to click the links early by um you're basically giving them options on where you can continue the relationship. Is that right? So like at the very beginning, yes. you're like, here's how we continue the conversation. Um, could I just ask, cause like a lot of people are distracted. And like you said before, people like, I don't have time. Um, is that always the, the request that you're asking or what are some other ways that you're sort of indoctrinating them to click the link at the start? Uh, so basically, you know, first of all, it's like it's going natural. I can like you'll get an email with like quick question. Yeah, um, love that line. What platform? 
you are actively using, you know, and you have links, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. And this tag is automatically applied to you in our CRM. And basically that's it, you know? So you click the link, you'll be redirected to, like if it's Twitter, you'll be redirected to my Twitter profile. If LinkedIn, you'll be redirected to my LinkedIn profile. And that's it. So people are just clicking the links and I'm collecting this data. This is what I call progressive profiling. But at the same time, I'm sending time to time, I'm sending, uh, let's say more in-depth surveys. And I'm saying like this, like if I know that you actively consuming my content, then I can say like, hey, Julian, since you love my content, but of course it's just uh, exaggeration, but you got the idea. I just uh, sharing with you like a draft idea how it works. So I say something like, Julian, it seems like you love my content. And basically I'm working on a new content plan. And I, I want to learn more about your needs to serve you better. Can you please fill in the short survey? It will take you two minutes. And then I'm yeah. going to ask questions like, what topics are most interested for you? Like in what communities you are hanging out? You know, more or less you can see something that- More research, it's, it's good. About the podcast, yeah. So I, I'm collecting this information automatically. Of course, I like it won't be, uh, it won't be true if I will say that 100% of people are filling in that day. Of course, yeah, that's not of course. But if like if five, ten percent of your email list will be filling it, you'll have a fantastic data, you know. And then you can ask, you know, then you can ask like uh, something again. Uh, it's like a common advice people who are talking about nurturing and email newsletters. They say like add this like question like. Uh, what's your number one challenge? Hit a reply, and I will reply to you back. But like <laughs> it's a pretty the, in-depth so like let me what, what are your deepest darkest secrets let me know i barely know you but tell me <laughs> yes 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 absolutely and this is you know like uh there was a funny fact uh i forgot who told this but a person uh like mm, doesn't matter who told it but basically it was like when two people know the gross hack it's no more a gross hack. Yeah, it's this, exactly <laughs> right. Marketers so marketing same, to marketers, which is yeah, like the same. Uh, it's like the same with this question. So people are getting the same, you know, question from most newsletters, and they never hear back, and that's it. So that's that. That's why I feel it makes no sense to to still, or maybe it's it makes sense to somehow, you know, restructure, rephrase this. But what I'm doing, even in these newsletters now, I like once you have lots of data about your target audience, you can, you know you can just group their challenges and you can say like uh like tell me please or just you know tick the box if any of uh, if any of these statements resonate with you and you can say something like uh let's le let's talk about my industry and you can say like something uh it's hard it's hard to get meetings with decision makers it's hard to close the deals yeah. the sales cycle is long and uh, it takes you know months until we close the deal etc you got the idea yeah. and now just making it super simple for them 
Yes, and now you have all the data and you can serve better. And if you feel, okay. And you know, people are always, like lots of people are talking about lead scoring. And basically people uh, tend to think that lead scoring is like blind sophisticated software like Active Campaign. I'm using Active Campaign as yep, well. Yeah, me too. But yeah, people tend to think that, okay, I need just to apply scores, click that link, give him five score, you know, click that link, give him 10 score. But they forgot that score doesn't mean, you know, their, let's say, readiness to buy. What means their readiness to buy is when they fill in the survey, this means that they trust you or they really liked what, what you are sharing with them. And then you start, you know, start this manual relationship. So it's a sort of account-based marketing. If we are not talking, it's, it's more about selling, you know, uh, let's say services or selling like, let's say high ticket products. But anyway, even if we are talking about low ticket, let's say SaaS company, then once you know the challenge, at least you can completely personalize your content mm -hmm. and you can, you know, you can create simple, like uh, very simple five to four, five onboarding sequences that are sharing how your product is going to solve this particular challenge. Exactly. So yeah. You, yeah. And that's it. So, uh, and this is the best way. So now, you know, you know, their challenge and this is a trigger for you to start that onboarding or nurturing, if you will, to, to drive people to your product. And basically you don't need to be like, you know, you don't need to be a Gary Halbert, you know, a super good copywriter. Yeah. Now, you know, the challenge and you need just simply educate people how to solve that challenge. Yeah. And you can natively promote your product. Like, let's say if I'm going to talk about my new SaaS called how I plan. Basically what I can say, so this is how you are going to plan to create a marketing plan. And if you want, like, if you want to simplify, you know, the marketing uh, planning process, uh, you can just create a free account uh, at my software, howiplan.io, and you have a bunch of templates of marketing plans like for B2B, let's say SaaS companies, service-based companies, et cetera. And that's it. So it's like organic promotion. You shared the process, you answered their question, and now you can say, okay, if you want to simplify the process, you can yep. get it from, from my software. Or the same for your services, you know, if you need a help, like feel free to book a discovery call with me and I'm going to share how I can help you. Andre, like just, it, there's a wealth of knowledge in, in the last 10 minutes you've been talking like so many good ideas, especially if you're in that B2B space and you just like, he said, you've got multiple different pain points, you know, like what do you talk about in that nurture sequence? I think the best way for my audience to sort of capture that and really understand it, what, what is that web, where's the website that they go to so they can opt in and have a look for themselves and then go through your funnel? Fullfunnel.io. <laughs> Full funnel. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I've got that written down. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a great way to close the conversation. We've, you've been such a great guest today, Andre. Um, you know, where's the best place for my audience to find you? LinkedIn. So just type Andre Zinkevich. I don't think there are lots of uh, people at least with this name and surname. But if you, if you, if you somehow find my clone, you'll never see another bald guy with that <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah and, and you're welcome to to you know plug your podcast i love helping out other podcasters so yeah you can do a little pitch there as well no you don't want to promote your podcast 
<laughs> so <laughs> the only reason why, because I, I feel that it's just, you know, it's like a very narrow, uh, this podcast has a very narrow focus. So it's not for everybody. Or it could That's be just one person who might be listening to this and they're like, oh, I wish you just told me. Okay. So like just to wrap it down. So it's like this podcast is dedicated to companies with long and complex sales cycles. So that's if, if uh, your listeners, if somebody from your audience belongs to that audience, then you are more than welcome. You'll find lots of great advice. But for a major part, let's say, of marketers, you know, to, let's say digital marketers who are doing like, I don't know, search engine optimization or paid acquisition, that won't be that relevant. And this is why I, I never promoted heavily. Well, that's okay. You're welcome to promote it on mine because, you know, it could be just that one person who listens to it and like, oh, I'm so glad he told me. So, Andre, you know, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Thanks a lot for having me. Okay, that's a wrap for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And that was Andre Zinkovich from FullFunnel.io. Um, I've got to leave his podcast down below. He's also got his free course on Full Funnel Marketing at FullFunnel.io slash SM. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead over to iTunes, leave a review or give a thumbs up on Spotify or whatever you listen to. really appreciate every single thing that you leave. Helps get this message out to more and more people. So if you enjoy the show, others will too. That's it from me. I'm going to see you next week on Monday for the solo show. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your, your time. I'm really grateful for it. Bye.